It is Friday, June 3rd in the MLB, and I'm Austin from Calling Our Shot. And I'm Logan from Calling Our Shot. And we are back with our best bets. We not only got a no-run first inning, of course, we've got our favorite money line, and we got actually an underdog money line and a player prop coming your guys' way. Congrats, Calling Our Shot community, on just hitting 34,000. You guys are the absolute best. Can we hit 35,000? That's our next goal. We can't do it without you guys going down, taking 0.5 seconds, and mashing that subscribe button. We're going to do some sort of giveaway parlay. Austin and I got to think of what we're going to do, but we're going to do some sort of giveaway parlay for you guys in the community. Also, drop a like on this video. helps more people to see it. I agree, Logan, 100%. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys all for 34,000 subscribers. Let's hop into a recap. Another winning day. That's 5-1 and one over the last two days. Cardinals money line. Never really stood a chance after the first couple innings. Uh, Libertor is just throwing straight meatballs. Here, here's a quick home run. A gomber over five and a half hits allowed. Wish I could have laddered that one. He gave up 10 hits. And then the San Diego Padres and the Milwaukee Brewers, Nerfy does hit. Now, I don't want to even talk about our parlay of the day. I don't have the recap here, but boy, was it about as brutal of a parlay of the day that I have seen. We had raised money line, cash that one. Great call. But then the Brewers versus Padres under eight and a half runs was about the most agonizing bet I've ever seen. They had five runs, was four to one. Padres were leading going to the bottom of the ninth. Padre starter comes in or reliever closer comes in and yeah, he just hits two guys, gives up a triple. They end up losing five to four, giving up nine runs. That's how the parlay of the day streak ends, but we still, we have our parlay of the day. It is live on odds jam. Make sure you go check it out. Also shout out to all our COS all-stars for supporting us. We love you guys all out there. Thank you guys all so much. Our newest all-star. We got Ben. You're the real one. We appreciate you guys. Just as a reminder, we are on chalkboard. It's a great group group discussion app. If you want to join top link in the description, we give out our plays early to those people as well as our COS all-stars. But Logan, throwing it to you. I heard you got an underdog money line today. Hit the people. Yeah, I do have an underdog money line, right? It's not going to be a popular one. I'm ready. I'm ready for the people in the comments telling me I'm wrong, but I'm going to the Nationals Reds game and I am taking the Nationals money line. Currently plus 110 odds on, on FanDuel, as Austin's pulling up here on, on Odds Jam. It's pretty, it, you know, it's, pr- it's pretty standard, right? Minus, plus 110, even, you know, plus 105 on some books, right? So a lot of people, a lot of the books have this, like, weirdly suspicious line trending in this Nationals-Reds game. I'm telling you right now. The Nationals on a hot four-game losing streak. They need my help. They need me to rescue them from their losing streak. All right, Nationals, say no more. I'm I'm here to rescue you. I rescued the Phillies a couple days ago. I'm here to rescue you guys. Yesterday, the line, I, I, I do a lot of line reading on these picks. Yesterday, the line was very similar, and the Nationals lost 8-1. to one. It was not competitive. Is this just free money on the Reds? Is the books just saying, here, take your money on the Reds and, and be gone with it? I don't think it's just that easy. Yesterday they had they had a dome pitching for them. I had to like a dome one bit, which is why I didn't pick them yesterday, even though it was a little suspicious. Today they have Josiah Gray, their best pitcher. If you don't know Nationals baseball, trust me. Even though his stats are sometimes shaky, he is their best pitcher. One, seven, and three earned runs in each of his last three starts. Coming in with a 5.08 ERA. The seven earned run type game is just not going to cut it, Josiah Gray. But he's a good pitcher. And and look, the bit the books expect big things from the Nationals today, right? You got to look at the lines. You got to look at Gray's strikeout prop. It's five and a half, right? That's that's trending towards some of the highest numbers he's hit this year. He's at like seven and six Ks. Yes, and so they're expecting him to be able to to strike out some Cincinnati Reds. The Nationals team total set to four and a half. They haven't hit that team total in three straight games or even come close to it. So the the books are expecting the, the Nationals to bring the bats today, and I sure hope so. They're 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 a good offense, right? Statistically, they are. Uh, I'll talk about them in a minute. But Cincinnati's offense, 
it's it's really up and down. Yes, I know yesterday they put up eight runs, but 23rd in runs per game, 27th in, in hits per game. They lost a key hitter, uh, you know, Naquin to the IL. So I think jo- Josiah Gray should be able to navigate, you know, his his lineup, the Reds lineup. I, I think he'll be able to not, you know, completely implode. Like we've seen some national starters out there uh, implode and not not give it a chance. I think I think Gray does give us a chance. Who's pitching for the Reds today? Well, it's Mike Miner. Now, if you if you followed baseball last year, you recognize that name. But he's making his first start for the Reds this year. I believe last year he was on the Royals. Washington's batting, you know, two fifty three versus lefties. That's eighth best in the majors versus left-handed pitchers. I think they can certainly get to minor today. Washington's fourth best in hits. Minor is not a strikeout specialist. You go back to his game logs, you know, last year when he was pitching for the Royals, like three, four, three strikeouts. So th- he's not he's not known as a as a pitcher with the putaway pitches. So if the if the Nationals are smart with how they attack him and and can put the ball in play, they should be, definitely be able to get some hits up on minor. I pulled some of the splits cuz minor, you know, he's been around the league, right? Some of these hitters have seen him before. Nelson Cruz, batting 600, 6 for 10 for versus Mike Miner and Cesar Hernandez, 417, 5 for 12 versus Miner. There's some those are some key hitters at the top half of the order for the Nationals that actually have seen Miner before and hit him well. I think they're gonna give us a chance. And lastly, I want to talk about bullpen, right? Nationals bullpen has sold so many games for them. But surprisingly, the Cincinnati Reds are still 29th in bullpen ERA, Washington 24th in bullpen ERA. Slight advantage there for the Nationals. I think they they get they steal this game. I expect a lot of people to probably be blindly putting Reds into their parlay and just, you know, assuming that that's a leg down, considering how bad the Nationals have been in, you know, in the recent stretch. But guys, if you pick if you pick underdogs in the MLB, that's how you are long term profitable. Because if I if I were to pick two, you know, underdogs back to back days, one hits one day, one doesn't hit the the next day, I'm still making money more often than not. So I'm just I'm taking a shot here, guys, and I'm riding I'm riding the Nationals. Why though? Because I got my little Juan Soto bobblehead right here. Yeah, he's he, he's gonna get it done for us. You, oh, you the he's All right, that's that's enough screen time for you. You you you've lost screen time. Sorry, man. Don't make the rules. I, I love the play, and I honestly forgot at the beginning of the intro that I have a hit parlay coming your guys' play. Let's hop into my player prop of the day, and then we'll get to the hit parlay. Really like Joe Musgrove over 17 and a half outs, minus 135 on Caesar Sportsbook. Now, when I go over to Caesars, I see that. They're the only one with the blind at the moment. We see minus 135 here. I see prize picks at 18 and a half. And honestly, I don't know why this line is 17 and a half. I do believe it should be an 18 and a half line. And look, I'd play 18 and a half at 0.5 units, but we'll touch on this a little bit more in a second. Why, you know, I'm a little bit more hesitant at 18 and a half. Now, Musgrove, 18 plus outs, all nine of his starts. That's why I don't understand why the line's 17 and a half. And so I apologize if the line does change a ton, maybe put it into a parlay piece, but Musgrove been one of the best pitchers in the league so far. I think a 1.56 ERA, been very solid. And he's thrown 92 plus pitches in five straight starts. This is a team in the Padres that are going to keep him in there. And especially after yesterday's sell job by Taylor Rogers, they're going to try to keep their guy in as long as they can, unless he's absolutely imploding. Now, the reason I said I considered a half unit play is in three of those five games, Musgrove has gone seven plus innings. So he has gotten you 21 outs, which would cash the over 18 and a half. It's not going higher than 18 and a half. I could guarantee you that. So I think Musgrove can get that 18 and a half line. I think just 17 and a half, obviously a lot safer. Now, Musgrove averages the seventh fewest pitches per inning in the MLB at just a little bit over 14. So it's a guy that's working through the order pretty quickly and the 14th fewest pitches per plate appearance. So he's not a guy that's really, you know, guys aren't coming up working the count eight, nine pitches. He's trying to get 
get rid of them pretty quickly. And I think he can do that against this Brewers team. I want to pull up a couple splits against him. McCutcheon batting just 125 versus him. Yelich, 278. Wong, 158. And Kane, who wasn't in the lineup yesterday, but probably is back today, only batting 200 versus Musgrove. That's a lot of the guys on that this team that's going to rely on that the Brewers are going to are going to rely on for offense. Now, Rowdy Telez hasn't hit against him. A lot of other guys hadn't hit against him, but these are kind of the main guys in their order. These are four of, four of the nine people that will probably be hitting for the Brewers today. We also look at the over-under. Just set at six and a half. The Brewers team total is three and a half. Obviously, Burns is on the other side of the mound. He's pitched very well at home. And obviously, you know, the Padres offense is hit or miss, but at the over-under six and a half. They're not expecting Musgrove. If it was eight and a half, I'd probably be like, What's going to go down here? But they obviously are expecting both guys to pitch pretty well. The only stat that kind of goes against this is that the Brewers do actually take the most pitches per plate appearance at 4.08. Now, it is, you know, a minor kind of thing. Obviously, if Musgrove, he's obviously one of the best at limiting the opposing uh, pitches. But, you know, if they do want to work the count, they do have the ability and they have done it this year. But I think Musgrove can get through that, that their order. And I think he can get us at least 18, hopefully 21 outs for everyone that has to take it at 18 and a half. That's my first player prop of the day. But, Logan, it's a Friday. Let's have a little bit of fun doing a hit parlay. We're going Paul Goldschmidt and Trey Turner. Now, people might be a little bit confused by my shirt. Wearing it for Trey, another fellow Trey, but it's Trey Young. But we know we don't have much to work with. We're going Trey Turner. I spelt his name actually wrong because he is Trey with an E-A. So it's not necessarily the same, but still, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, two guys that have been absolutely dominant this year. Now let's talk about him. Goldschmidt, 24-game hit streak, second in the majors. I don't really know who's number one. I'll, maybe we'll talk about him later. But look, he's hitting 427 over that time span. He's had 41 hits over those 21, 24 games, batting 500 versus Stroman, who will be going up against in the, his career. Now, we look at it. This is the earliest game on the slate, so we're going to need Gold, Goldie to go out there and get us a hit because we picked the first game and the last game on the slate because Trey Turner, there's only one guy with a longer hit streak than Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, Trey Turner actually on 25-game hit streak. He's been very consistent, hitting 343 over that time span. He does have less hits, only 34 hits in 25 games. He does not have any plate appearances versus Chris Bassett, who will be pitching for the Mets today. But, look, Turner's hitting 326 versus right-handed starters and 385 on batting uh, ball, batting average on balls in play. So if he can get the his bat on the ball, he's going to probably put it into play. And I've seen Bassett give up some hits in his heyday. And I still think the Mets have a chance to cover that first five. Hint, hint, if you want to look at our parlay of the day on odds, jam top link in the description but i think trey turner can get us a hit paul goldschmidt can get us a hit we'll be happy hopefully goldie can get that first leg down early on in the day then we'll just be waiting for trey turner to come up and like 10 10 uh, p.m eastern time but either way those are my two plays of the day but logan you know what time it is it is nerve nation time baby dude wave those flags we waved them second straight day yesterday and this statement is still true we haven't lost a nerfy all month Quick 2-0. And today, Logan, I like the play that we got cooked up for the people. And we are going with, drum roll please, Rays White Sox. We're taking the no run first inning. We need six quick outs out of these fellas. Now, if we go over to uh, Odds Jam, our trusty partner, minus 130, best best odds on FanDuel, then followed by uh, minus 137 on Barstool. Now, Sharper Books have it at minus 114, but I've noticed these lines don't really change on Sharper Books a whole lot. They kind of just fluctuate between these two things. But let's talk about this a little bit. On the mound. For the Rays, we got McClanahan, 9-2 on no run first inning so far. And we look at the White Sox, 24th in first inning runs. Now we do know the White Sox really crush lefties. Absolutely one of the best teams hitting against lefties. But McClanahan is not your normal lefty. He's normally a guy that's been striking out people like crazy. Didn't check his strikeout line, but I'd probably imagine there's probably about 7.5. This is a guy that strikes out a lot of people. And we also have to consider 
arguably the best hitter on the White Sox, he's gone. Tim Anderson on the IL should miss about three weeks is what the reports are, and that was just two days ago. So he's for sure not playing today. That's always the guy we're concerned about for the White Sox because he's normally an automatic guy on base, and then he'll, he'll steal for second, and then automatically you got a guy in run a scoring position. So I think McClanahan can get those first three outs. What about the next three outs, Logan? Yeah, McClanahan solid on his side. My side, not extremely a solid. Velasquez, three and five on no run first innings. He did give up a year fee last time versus Tampa Bay. So you got a bunch of people running to go bet the yes run first inning based on what already happened. But you know, this is baseball. You can't always bet on what happened. You got to look at what these teams are doing lately and where they're going. The Rays, 18th in OPS versus lefties. So that's, and you know, OPS on base plus slugging. So they, they're not extremely great versus lefties. Tampa Bay is six in first inning runs. But here here's a stat for you, right? Rays haven't scored a first inning run in eight straight games. Boom. Jinx. So, but really the, the Rays offense has, has been, you know, anything but, you know, scorching and consistent, right? Tampa Bay's 11th worst in runners in scoring position left on base in their last three games. I would know because one of our parlay legs yesterday was Rays and I was watching that game and I was seeing a lot of just stranded base runners in scoring position. They couldn't knock home. That's music to our ears in the no run first inning portion, because if they do get lucky and get a, you know, maybe a single or a double, they might ground into that double play that that ends the inning and, and not be able to score that runner in scoring position. So I really do like that stat, uh, considering how many you know base runners they've left. If we want to talk about other ones, we highly considered. I highly did consider the Cleveland versus Baltimore nerfy with Shane Bieber on the mound. I really did like that look. I also, if you want to talk about, you know, solid pitching, you know, Michaelis is, is on the mound for the Cardinals today. I like St. Louis versus Chicago as well. These are, there's a few solid, you know, no run first inning candidates, but we, I think I'm, we're, we're rolling with the White Sox raised one. I, I, I don't want to lose a single no run first inning the whole month of June because <laughs> of our, of our uh, last streak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hey, 30, you know, it's easier said than done, but I think we can get it done. Those are our four plays of the day. That nerf feet raise what's White Sox. Trey Turner and Paul Goldschmidt both to record a hit on FanDuel. Joe Musgrove's over an ounce in Nationals. Money on a little underdog on a Friday night. We appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. It's been Austin Logan. We'll see you guys again Saturday morning. Let's get it going.